Sarah, our sponsor Vionic is back today with their Vionic Vitals collection. These shoes are the most essential styles for everyday wear to get us ready for spring, which will be here before we know it. We've already talked about my Uptown Loafers and Willa Slip On Flat and your Chardonnay Heeled Sandal, but this collection also includes the Walk 23 Classic Sneaker. That is that unapologetic dad sneaker style that's so popular right now. And I was just thinking having all four styles would basically be like having a spring capsule wardrobe for your feet. Oh my gosh, that is actually such a genius idea, Megan. I love where you're going with this. You know, high quality shoes are such a classy way to elevate your wardrobe. And the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection really can be worn in your everyday mom life, whether you're running errands or dressing up for an occasion. Yeah, and let's talk about the comfort factor, Sarah. Vionic actually got started by revolutionizing medical orthotics. Today, they continue to use that science to make cute and comfortable shoes that can keep up with our active lifestyles. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at vionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's one-time use only. Vionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Megan. We're two moms with eight kids between us, from little to grown. We're in different areas of the country and in different stages of life. But we both know that motherhood's a lot easier when real moms share tips and encouragement. And remind you that it's really all going to be okay. We're not experts. We're parents who've been there. We're not perfect. We're real. Welcome to the Mom Hour. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Mom Hour. I am Megan Francis here, as always, with Sarah Powers. What's up, Sarah? Hey, Megan. So we're doing one of our More Than Mom episodes today, which, if you aren't familiar, is sort of a little departure from our usual Tuesday parenting topic episodes. We just talk about fun stuff. These will come out a couple Sundays a month, and it gives us a chance to talk about things that maybe aren't completely motherhood related. If you want parenting advice or something that seems like parenting advice, (laughs) check out a Tuesday episode. But if you just want to talk about some, you know, fluff and fun stuff, um, this is the time to do that. Yeah. So we are actually releasing this episode on Mother's Day. So happy Mother's Mother's Day, Day, everybody. And Mother's Day is such a funny holiday to me. I'm like putting holiday in air quotes because it's like a Hallmark holiday. Um, but I it, like the the way people celebrate it is all over the place. Like there are people who barely even acknowledge it. Right. There are people who do like who are kind of expected to entertain their mothers, but they yeah. are mothers. Yeah. So that's you know, there's people who get gifts. There's people who don't. There's people who get breakfast in bed. There's people who don't. But I think gifts are one of those topics that kind of come up a lot around Mother's yeah. Day since it's not like um like a required gift holiday. It sometimes can tweak our gift giving. Um, and gift getting tendencies a little bit. Because, I, yeah. I agree. And I also think that marketers really love to like remind everybody that they should love their mom. It's like, a right. weird, <laughs> yes. it's a weird, like, yes. So first of all, we know that like, she women, did everything yeah, for like you. Women and moms make most of the buying decisions anyway. So normally we're the ones being marketed to, and then all of a sudden mother's day, it's, and maybe they, I mean, I think they still are marketing to us, but they're marketing to us so that we'll remind everyone around yep. us to buy us stuff. I don't know. I find Mother's Day, aggressive Mother's Day um, marketing and social media campaigns, like maybe it's just the industry that we're in, but it's yeah. like, it's everywhere. Like It's laying so, on the guilt trip pretty hard. And even if you just yes. were wanted to be the like, hey, pop a card in the mail for my mom, let my kids bring me breakfast in bed and then call it a normal Sunday. I feel like the world wants you to like really know that it's Mother's Day. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. So this isn't really a Mother's Day related topic necessarily, but it does tie in. So we're really just going to talk today about like gifts, how we feel about giving them, 
how we feel about getting them, whether we, you know, resent having to give them on certain holidays or get yeah. into it. Like what's our style, um, both from receiving and from giving. And to be clear, this is not a gift list recommendation. No. <laughs> like we have no ideas. If it's Mother's Day and you still don't have a gift for your mom, this is not helpful. Call her. Yeah. <laughs> Just say thanks, mom. It's too late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Megan, spring is one of our family's busiest seasons with tons of time on the go. There are so many places to be and details to remember. And the last thing I need is the constant irritation of uncomfortable shoes. So today we're talking about the Vionic Vitals collection from our longtime sponsor, Vionic Shoes. These are the best essential shoe styles for everyday wear this season. So Katie on our team is getting ready for warmer weather in Chicagoland with a pair of Vionic's Bella Toe Post sandals. These are Vionic's best-selling flip-flop style, and they have a cute little bow on them. They come in nine great colors, but Katie chose a versatile black patent leather. They're super supportive for her high instep, and they even come in wide sizes, which is a great option. Yeah, the styles in the Vionic Vitals collection are classics that don't really go out of fashion. And because they're such great quality, they're going to last as well, even with daily wear, which mine definitely get. And I love that Vionic offers a 30-day guarantee. Wear them, love them, or return them for a full refund within 30 days. But I have a feeling after those 30 days, our listeners will love their Vionic shoes so much they'll be ready to order another pair. Use code THEMOMHOUR15 at checkout for 15% off your entire order at bionicshoes.com when you log into your account. That's a one-time use only. Bionic Shoes, wearable well-being for your feet. We are welcoming back Olive and June as a sponsor. And Megan, I'm so excited about this partnership because with spring right around the corner, I love refreshing the little things in my life, including my manicure. I am the biggest fan of doing my nails at home instead of at a salon because it's convenient, so much cheaper at just $2 a mani, and the results can't be beat. It all begins with Olive and June. Yeah, Olive and June's mani system has everything you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. These are profesh tools designed just for DIY. A couple of the items included are their best-selling poppy, which makes it so easy to brush on a smooth coat, even with your non-dominant hand, which you do have to use about half the time, it turns out, <laughs> and their award-winning cuticle serum, which is so nourishing and a finishing touch I love. Well, I've been a big fan of their quick dry polish for a while now. It seriously dries in about a minute, making it perfect for busy moms. Visit oliveandjune.com slash themomhour for 20% off your first mani system. That's O-L-I-V-E-A-N-D-J-U-N-E dot com slash T-H-E-M-O-M-H-O-U-R for 20% off your first mini system. All right. So shall we dive in? Yes. Okay. I'm going to like get right to my first question, um, which is actually now that I think about it, sounds kind of awful, <laughs> but it's really just to get at what your gift giving style is. Yes. So are you someone who gives gifts out of, I put obligation, but I think more what I mean is a sense of this is the appropriate holiday on which to give a gift. I am going to uphold that social contract and give a gift. Is that like where you're comfortable with gift giving or are you more likely to be a spontaneous or is it a mix? Like what is your gift giving style? Well, this will not surprise you. No, I absolutely am. Yeah. Saying I do it out of obligation makes it sound like there's no feeling or love behind it. That's not true at all. I, I really do enjoy gift giving from the emotional place, but I rely on the structure of yeah. things like holidays or traditions or how we do this in our family. And, you know, this is like a whole topic because you have in-laws and they do gifts differently. But I like I like there to be an expectation and I like to be able to 
achieve Bill. that expectation. <laughs> I mean, that's, we just, we're laughing because it's just so me, right? Um, yeah. I think where I have struggled with this actually is when things change over time. So like Mother's Day, for example, um, is a holiday where I would get my mom a little something. I did. I did a chat book this year. Um, I It's been, you know, don't, different things over the years, but I would get my mom something. Um, I have two mothers-in-law. My, Brian has a mom and a stepmom. They've both been in his life for a really long time. We're close to both. They're both grandmothers to my kids. So I have two mothers-in-law. And that is the type of thing that back in the day, I think I was spearheading Mother's Day for everybody, which mm. now that I think back, I'm like, they're not my mom. Right. Like, what? <laughs> Why was I, I doing was, that? I was like executing this like wifely duty or this like household manager duty of like Mother's Day's coming up. And there have been times where all three live in a different place. And part of the time I lived in the same town as my own mom. So then I'm thinking about shopping, gifting sending, shipping. Um, and that same for like birthdays and things on my in-laws side. And I have transitioned the last few years to just saying, if it's not my mom, I'm not going to have the mother's day yeah. list on my gift. And I feel, I feel bad saying that actually, because my husband's not going to do it. He'll call her, yeah. but he's not going to send a gift. And so that, I, I don't know. I just opened up a there's whole can so of much, worms, Well, but... there's so much to unpack there. Um, <laughs> that is Help only, me. well, it's only partly about gifts. Really. It's, it's, about it's about women doing the emotional yeah. labor mm-hmm. right and that's something that plays out in lots of different ways um i think mother's day is one of those times when it just becomes so obvious because the the the, the relationship that the day is named after is literally mother yeah. right You're, you can't just be like well it's christmas and i am related to her and she's an important person in my life so like i should go all out yeah. just like i would for anybody else it's more like, no, actually, this person is my mother and this yeah. person is not as right. wonderful as a person as they right. may be, is not. And so how does this work? Um, it reminds me of uh, a conversation I had with a friend not too long ago who got in the habit early in her marriage of doing the same thing, yeah. doing that emotional labor for her husband on behalf of her husband and also did it on behalf of her dad oh, to wow. celebrate her mom. Right. Yeah. So like yeah. she kind of became the de facto. Yeah organizer of the brunch and the all of the things which isn't a gift but it's still a gift you're giving to someone else and And then they would have to like yes they would have to leave the the brunch they went to for her mother and then go to visit his her mother-in-law blah 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 and then at one point you know eight years after she had kids one day she goes wait I'm a mom yeah (laughs) what about me like I'm a mom too who's yeah can I just stay home today so it's not exactly gifts only but it's like these relationships and yeah it can start to feel like you're doing something because you're supposed to and not because you want to and I as good as I am about opting out and I'm all about like taking the simpler route this is an area where I I I think what I'm usually trying to do is live up to my own expectations from prior years of myself it's not that anybody else out there and so we're not just talking about Mother's Day gifts but other things would be like birthday gifts and birthday cards I feel like I'm 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 really good with birthdays. I always know when they are. And in theory, I have the ability to send, you know, pop a card in the mail. But the the more time that goes on, I'm just less consistent about it. And I do feel like that sense of guilt or obligation. So, so yeah. the, the um, scenario you presented, one being like, are you more out of like tradition obligation or more spontaneous? I am like far to the one extreme. So I want to hear about you. Well, it won't surprise you either <laughs> to know that I'm much more spontaneous or I like, I enjoy being more spontaneous. And I know that we don't live in a world that makes that easy because there are expectations around right. gift giving. And I know that it's 
it might seem weird to somebody if I send you a birthday gift one year and then don't acknowledge your birthday for 10. But that's more likely. Like if you get a gift for me, it's because I was really thinking about you. And yeah. not only was I really thinking about you, but I set aside all my usual tendencies and went the extent to purchase the thing, put it in a package, mail it to you or make time to give it to you. Like yeah. all those details are a big deal for me. Yeah. Um, and so like it means something. Yeah. The other time of the year that I give gifts is Christmas. I mean, and we do mm -hmm. birthday gifts for the kids, but like they, we've never gone really super all out on birthdays. Right. So Christmas is the other time. And I really like having the structure in place for Christmas because I love to give gifts and I like to surprise and delight. Um, and it probably allows you to like, you're a project based person. Yes. So it goes, it allows you to just go all in. Like you don't exactly. have to, it's so, it's not to your personality strengths to drip them out throughout the year on a schedule. Right. Like you want to just live and breathe. That's why you I like to wrap live, presents. Like you like yes. to sit there and yeah. I want it to be Christmas for three straight weeks and, then, and do like a massive amount of giving during that time. Yeah. And then really not have to worry about it until yeah. the following year. And so that can become tricky because I have lots of people in my life I would like to acknowledge. And I, I, I often wish I was better. I wish I had more structure or, or that I was more detail oriented about that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, but on the other hand, I can't afford to buy gifts for everybody I know right. anyway. So one thing that we have done in my family that I'm grateful for, and, and this happened kind of by accident, partly because of my rebel tendencies. And I do tend to be someone in my family who I think kind of, um, kind of creates a lot of the ways we're going to do things. I don't know how to put that. Like my extended family, like my mm -hmm. brothers and sisters, I'll be like, this is the way we're doing things. And oftentimes everyone just kind of goes along with it. Yeah. So, um, we just kind of eliminated when you're giving each other gifts, we don't give each other's kids mm -hmm. gifts. We like, really have a birthday same thing like we all decided we have yeah. so many children yeah there's you know four siblings and there's an average of four kids per sibling that's 16 kids and then at some point those kids are going to start having kids it's just way too much so we just don't do it and there really is no expectation of like we'll send each other texts on our birthdays but like that's it there's really mm -hmm. no expectation around that and it helps me if mm -hmm. there was expectations around that I feel like I would be stressed and feel bad all the time because yeah I do want to I'm not an upholder, but we've talked about this. Like yeah. I'm a rebel with a side of upholder. Yeah. Yeah. With a side of obliger. Yeah. You like, yeah, Obli you, yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You, sorry. Obliger. You yep. still like to please people and you like to right. be someone who is appreciated. Right. But I just don't want to have to do it because someone else told me it or was on a, holiday. a schedule yeah. or on a schedule. Yeah. Yeah. So interesting. So I guess my next question may kind of does tie in with that. Um, but I, but it maybe unpacks it a little yeah. bit more. So the next question was, do you ever feel resentment around giving or are you generally excited to give gifts or like see it as an opportunity to really genuinely express something? No, I, d yeah, I have more to say on this. I think, okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> a couple of times when resentment has come up is around the winter holidays and, um, particularly when we get into this cycle of, um, like giving to the kids and it gets to be a lot. I want, I, I have the desire to like pull back and be a little bit more minimal. And I am surrounded by people who just want to just want to indulge. And so I think my resentment is more around this like idea of how much should we spend? How much should we give? Uh, and yeah. so it's not, uh, it's, that's not the same as resentment about having to give a gift myself, but it is yes. still, it's all wrapped up in there. The other type of gift I don't particularly like is like, Ah, this is going to sound really just catty and ungrateful, but, um, 
we like in my group of friends here often we'll do like a big breakfast to celebrate a couple of birthdays or like, let's just go all out for a drink as you know, mom friends or whatever. And I have friends who are really good at the, I don't know what you call it, like a token gift. Like I wrote you a card and I got you this little bag of chocolates um, yeah. because it's your birthday. I am terrible at those. Like if I'm going to give a gift, it's, it's going to be, a it's going to be a proper gift. And I'm not someone who has like a whole bunch of those little types of things in my closet that I can just whip out. So there is also this sense of kind of like, oh, like I didn't do anything for you or like right. I'm not on top of it. So I don't know. That's not exactly resentment either, but it's it's this like resentment obligation cocktail. Maybe it's maybe it's resistance too. Yeah. It's not, yeah, more than resentment. It's just like, ugh, I don't want to, I don't want to engage in this kind of gift giving. Well, and it's like we know we've talked about Halloween, like the you've been booed where they boo yeah. your door and then you are obligated to go. It's I think you know what it comes from is my aversion to junk and waste, like stuff mm-hmm. that you're not, it's not a real gift because it's like, it's just a little token. And now that sounds so terrible because a token can be for someone else out there for whom gifts are their love language, like a little thing of chocolates on their door as a surprise from a friend would be the most. So I'm already feeling terrible that I'm talking like this, but I think for <laughs> me, it comes from this place of like, I actually really don't like a lot of stuff and I don't like the feeling of accumulating stuff and even excess paper and trash. It like all just feels like a lot. So, well, I and I, okay. So I, we all project our own preferences onto people. Mm-hmm. Like we can't help it. Right. Yeah. So when we think to ourselves, like, I wouldn't want to get this. Why would anybody want, like, yes. for me, it'd be like give it, being given a gift card from someone I love. Like, why would you bother to give me a gift card? Oh, That's see, that dumb. doesn't like, bother me. <laughs> isn't that funny? So like for me, yeah. I'm like, well, if you're going to bother getting me a gift, either go buy me something you think I'll like, or hand me cash. Yeah. Then at least I get to decide where I'm going to spend it. Um, there's something about gift cards to me that I've never been able to like get behind, I yeah. guess. So then I, I like wholesale don't ever want to give anyone a gift card ever. And it's almost like I have to work at it. Like it yeah. almost hurts me. Yeah. To, but sometimes it's someone you don't know at all yeah. and they would appreciate that yeah. $20 target gift card yeah. and they would use it and they would be excited to have it. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like handing it over. Like it's, you know, like Poison. a wrapped up piece of yeah. poop. And like, like, I feel bad for giving it. So we all project. Okay. So I feel better now because yeah. I don't feel that way about gift cards. I mean, I, I, I hopefully will. That's not the only gift I'll ever get from everyone forever, but I think right. I definitely see the time and place for gift cards and I've both given and received them happily. So yeah. interesting. I feel a little less bad about complaining about little token gifts. Well, and let's, let's really, I, I had saved this for the second half, but look really quickly. Let's talk about love languages okay. and where gift giving falls or gift receiving, sorry, falls here. So just a quick context, the love languages is kind of this idea that there's five different ways you give, you express and receive love mm-hmm. and that we all have preferences. And so it's hard if my love language is that I like to be, um, touched a lot. Yeah. I will often think that that's the way to show love, but the mm-hmm. person I'm showing love to, that might be way down the list for them. Mm-hmm. And for them, way up the list might be like, tell me I'm great or do things for me mm-hmm. or whatever it is. So what, where does gift, like receiving gifts fall on your list? So I'm not looking at my little printout right now, but it's in the middle to the bottom, but it's not the very bottom. So my, mine's dead last. Okay. Mine is second. <laughs> I think mine's second to last. Physical yeah. touch is dead last for me. That's so funny to me. So that's like, that's, in competition with words of affirmation for my top two. Then my next two are acts of service. And why do I always forget the fourth one? Um, words of affirmation, acts of service, gifts, physical touch, quality time. 
Quality time. Quality time is not just actual quality time. It's also like feeling kind of seen and paid attention to. Yes. Yeah. That for me is tied with, um, with acts of service and then gifts don't even really register. I only picked it because I had to on one of them. It's like, like the the way the test is set up kind of makes you. So, so for neither one of us is receiving gifts, super high importance of the way that we feel people um, show their love to us, which we can't then help, but project that in the way we give. It's just, we could try not to, we could try to be thoughtful about it. Um, but but it's just not going to come naturally. Well, I have so. something else to say now we're really down this love languages thing, but because acts of service is my number one love language for me, I I realize that a lot of times when I think of a really thoughtful gift to give, I actually what I'm thinking is what could I do for this person that would they wouldn't do for themselves and would really help them and like so like with my parents, I'm often like thinking, what can I, what can I take off their plate? Like what mm. problem can I solve for them or do something that they just wouldn't do? And that's totally an act of service. So I yeah. give in acts of service. I've never thought about it that way. It was totally yeah, true. That is true. And it is a gift, but yeah. like we think we tend it to think of gifts. It may not be what other people want. Is what well, I, we just tend to think of, yeah. I think everybody likes acts of service. I just yeah. think we don't, I think everybody likes gifts. Everybody likes, sure. maybe you don't like to be touched, but everyone <laughs> likes to be told they're awesome. Everybody likes here's what the difference is. I think everyone likes to get a gift. Everyone likes to be told they're awesome. Everyone likes a hug from someone they love, right? Everyone likes, what are the other ones? Um, we're, uh, quality time. Qual. everyone likes to spend time with someone they love and feel important. Whatever the other one is. I don't remember, but it's like, if no one gave me a gift again until Christmas, I wouldn't notice. Yes. That's same. the difference. Yeah, it wouldn't same. occur it to wouldn't me to feel miss like it. you weren't being loved. Exactly. Yeah. I just, if it happened, I'd be like, Ooh, what a nice surprise. And if it didn't happen, the only reason I would notice at Christmas is because every other Christmas it's always happened. <laughs> You'd be like, wait a second. I'd be like, well, wait a second. That's odd. But like, I wouldn't, I don't even know that I'd be offended. I think I would just be like, what happened? Did yeah. everyone change the way they do things this year? Yeah, so I agree. All right. So moving on to the next question. Um, this is hard. Like, and you don't have to name names, but even thinking about your kids or like in your immediate, you know, like extended family, are there certain people in your circle that you have more fun giving to than others? Like who just react in the way that like, I guess that brings you pleasure. Yeah. Yeah. I have a couple of things to say of, of my kids. Um, they're all fun. I mean, it's really fun to give your kids gifts on their birthdays and stuff. Um, Reed is a really fun one when you nail it because he will not stop talking about it. He'll just be like effusive, which is funny because he isn't the most effusive personality, but he loves like when a gift nails it, he is yeah. just the most satisfying to give to. Um, I think I was going to answer this in a more general way. And that is, there's a few like groups of people. I love, I do love buying baby. I love buying baby gifts for new babies who have already been born. I think because as opposed to like a baby shower gift or something, um, or even a first birthday. So anytime in the first year or so, and I'm pretty lax. If someone has a baby and I want to send them a gift, I will give myself three months, six months, like just, anytime. Um, and I love to buy books. We've talked about that before. I love to pick out like a, a toy that I think is really good for that age or like books Mm. that we loved. And that's just me using like my knowledge as a mom. Um, so that's like a group, a general group that I really like to buy for. I love both my sister and I, I think would say we both like buying gifts for each other because we're, we're different enough in our stages of life and our personality, but we're really pretty similar. And so we both get excited to give each other gifts. In fact, we tried to not 
exchange gifts this Christmas and we both kind of failed. You just couldn't really do like, it. Because <laughs> it's just, it's fun. It's like buying a gift kind of for yourself. Like, cause yeah, you just yeah. know that they're going to love it. And then you get really excited. And, um, my dad is really, really hard to shop for. So that is always an ongoing challenge. Um, I don't know. How about you? Maybe something else will come up. Yeah. Well, of my kids, it's funny that you said that about Reed. Owen is the same way. Oh, like funny. he could probably sit there stony face, like not stony face. That's not the right word with like a, like a small smile on his face going, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And then he opens the one <laughs> yes. thing that is epic in his, and he like lights up. He's so excited. He'll remind me over and over how epic this gift is. Yes. Like he just, and it just, it just so delights cute. me because it's so genuine. Like he really means it. Like yeah. I really nailed it, um, which is unusual on the, on the flip side, I find giving Clara gifts a delight because she's grateful for everything. Oh, like everything nice. delights her. And that's nice too. Like there's really no way to, to strike out with her. Everything is the best. Like this year she got a lot of art supplies and everything she opened was amazing and the best. I'm so glad yeah. you got me these. These are the ones that girl on YouTube, the, the markers that girl on YouTube said, like you must have really like, you know, she just has something gushing and sweet yeah. to say about absolutely everything. Um, so, so those two in of my kids and part of that is they're just still youngest. Like, I don't know. They're just easiest to get a reaction yeah. out of maybe. Yeah. Um, but of my extended family, my brother, John, so we don't give each other gifts very often at all. We don't exchange gifts at the holidays, like I said, or birthdays. So, but every, you know, we spend a lot of time together. We know each other's interests or what yeah. we're doing pretty well. And so probably once every two or three years, one of us will just randomly buy the other one a gift yeah. just because probably not on a holiday or whatever. And it's like, like, I know when I get him a gift, like he's just so delighted that he was thought of. And yeah. usually it's something I would never buy him something I didn't think he was going to love. Yeah, it's something that is because a guaranteed. Just, it's yeah. a guarantee. And we don't have the relationship where I'd buy him something just because. Right. So or we don't have that, I guess, family dynamic where that's the thing. So because he's not a big uh, like me, he doesn't like giving gifts out of obligation so that when he gets one, it's like, Oh, like, it's just always like, he's just super genuinely grateful. So it's just really fun. It doesn't happen very often. I love that. Those are the three that come to mind. I love that. <sighs> All right. Well, how about this? Are there, and this kind of ties in with the last one. Are there any gifts you've given in your life? And I actually don't have one top of mind, so maybe you won't either, but that are just a gift you've given that you still remember that gift. Like you were super proud of it. Um, it was, yeah. you know, unique. Actually, I just thought of one so I can go first. Well, I have, I have one. I feel like go I'm going to forget some, but y yeah, you can go first, whatever. Well, I was just thinking of the, the sound yeah, um, thing that, that I got that you a couple years me. ago. That is one so of the best you, gifts I've ever gotten. <laughs> this was like, honestly, one of those moments there, I pulled myself together because I <laughs> wanted to make this happen. I think I was just like randomly scrolling on Etsy or like, maybe it came up as a Facebook ad or something. One of those things where like Facebook ads really do work because yeah. randomly you'll see something and be like, I have to have that. And it's from a company called artsy voice print. I only know that because they, I think I got on their email list. So every now and then I still okay. see them pop up and they do sound wave art. So it's like you take a, a clip of audio and it gets turned into a piece of art that looks like a sound wave mm -hmm. and then printed on a canvas or mm -hmm. framed or whatever. And I saw one and what was this two years ago? Yes, it was Jan. I remember it was January because I think it was a Christmas gift, but then you brought it to me when we saw each other in January. That's right, because me getting it in the mail was yeah. just a so it step might have just beyond. been a year and a half ago. Yeah, maybe. And I, I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh! Like I said, this would be such a cool gift for someone. And then I was like, this would be such a cool gift for Sarah. And so then I like made myself like sit down that night and picked out a phrase, and I think I had to say it, or no, I pulled it out of our show. Yeah, like you saying it. So it's, it's not perfect or we're not perfect. We're real. Yeah. 
And so it was your voice. And I had to send her a clip of your voice saying those words so that she could turn it it. into a sound. So it was just like really cool. It was different. It was unique. And I was excited because it was so relevant to what we were doing. And I was also very excited that I like I methodically went through all the steps to make it happen at Christmas when I was very busy and I didn't forget. And you did it. You know, as you were talking, I was realizing you with me have a very good gift track record and we don't buy gifts for each other very often. But I remember when I very first started working for you, remember you bought me a scarf from that live fashionable brand, that social good brand. Yeah. And it was, that was just like for no reason, like came in the mail. And I remember being so, I mean, I'd only been working for you like a couple months maybe. And, um, it was like, so that's two gifts in eight years. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, okay. I got you a print. Remember I got got me a print that is next to my bed bird. It's a heron. It It had meaning. It was very thoughtful. No, that means I gave you two gifts in in eight eight years. I'm sure you're doing better. No, I don't think so. Like, I don't think I've, I don't think so. I feel like you just give me thoughtful little things all the time. Maybe it's just your presence, not your presence. (laughs) Get it? Uh, But yes, there's this, um, you got me a print of a heron because I had started having like experiences where I was seeing heron everywhere. And this is like in the kind of the darkest part of your divorce. Yeah. Like I was, yeah. I was struggling a lot and I started seeing heron everywhere and, and other big birds, but uh, cranes, but mostly heron. And I researched totem animals and found out that heron, um, like, like are supposed to, um, usher in changes in your life and show you that you can make transitions with confidence and like you, like you can do it. And all yeah. like, like these are the birds that represent change. And what's interesting is I saw heron all the time and various large birds all the time for like a year. And now I don't notice them anymore. That's amazing. I started, I've started noticing other, other animals. So now I'm kind of like really into this totem animal thing. But anyway, so <laughs> one day you, I think, mailed it to me. Yeah, I think, just I, showed think up I bought at my it house. on Minted or Etsy. One of yeah, the Yeah, it's this really pretty like rainbowy, splashy, abstract. I'm looking at it right now. It's a really cool piece of art. So uh, it's next to my bed. Nice. I look at it all the time. Well, so there we go. Here we go. We're not so bad. We're not so bad. <laughs> um, wait, I didn't do mine memorable ones. Oh, yeah. Given. Okay. So I this is more recent, um, and this is totally more like an act of service gift, but um, for my dad's 70th and for Brian's 40th, wait, Brian's 40th came first, but they were within a couple of months. I did this thing where I set up a voicemail certain thing, like a Google voicemail yeah. where people could call in, leave birthday messages ahead of time, and I strung them together into basically like a podcast, like a 20, Brian's was like 20 minutes of friend messages. My dad's was like an hour because, you know, 70. And, um, it was so cool. Like they both loved it so much. It was like listening to like, this is your life. Like That is a legit gift, by the way. I mean, it is an act of service, but it's a thing. No, it is definitely a thing. And it was super, super meaningful. And, um, in both cases, I was able to execute it like I wanted to, because sometimes I get these grand ideas. I think one reason I'm hard on myself about gift giving is I, I set really high expectations. I think everything's got to be unique, like handmade from Etsy. And like, you know, sometimes you can just like go to Target and get a gift. Um, but the, both of these came together. Like I really did them the way I envisioned it. And so it was really special to give and they really, really, really loved them. It wasn't that hard, by the way, if anyone has that idea, Google voice is free. And you, you like, you're basically setting up a phone number that is only for that. And you record a voicemail greeting, just like you would on, you know, your cell phone, but it's a separate number. And then I used audacity, which is, you know, a free 
audio editing program, but you could probably, you could find a teenager to do that. You could hire it out for 20 bucks, 30, Mm -hmm. $40. So that was, that was in recent memory. One of probably the better gifts I've given. Sarah, our sponsor Haya is back on the show today. And I just really love this company. Typical children's vitamins are basically candy in disguise. They're filled with two teaspoons of sugar, unhealthy chemicals, and other gummy junk most parents don't really want their growing kids eating. That's why Haya, the pediatrician-approved, super-powered, chewable vitamin, was created. That's right, Megan. Haya fills in the most common gaps in modern kids' diets to provide the full-body nourishment they need. And Haya vitamins have a yummy taste kids love, too. So we were just talking to Katie on our team, Megan, and she was saying that when they get down toward the bottom of the high vitamin bottle, her boys are fighting over who gets the last one. Oh, I love it. And I also love that Katie can feel good about that, right? Haya is designed for kids of all ages and sent straight to your door. So parents never need to worry about running out. And we've worked out a special deal with Haya for their best-selling children's vitamin. You're going to get 50% off your first order. To claim this deal, go to HayaHealth.com slash MomHour. This deal is not available on their regular website. Go to H-I-Y-A-H-E-A-L-T-H dot com slash mom hour and get your kids the full body nourishment they need to grow into healthy adults. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. So let's get back into it. And now we're going to talk about receiving gifts. Getting. We already talked about our love languages. We both established that getting gifts is not super high on our list of love languages. So that's not to say it's not important or not appreciated. Yeah, I always love it when people give me gifts. Right. It's in fact, I find it so delightful when people give me gifts because I'm never expecting it. Mm-hmm. Like, I almost feel like it makes it that much better. Um, but here's another question kind of in that same, you know, world, I guess. And maybe we sort of already answered this, but do you like to get surprise gifts um, or do you feel strongly about getting certain kind of gifts on certain occasions? Or like, do you have any feelings? Any, do you feel any kind of way about the occasions you receive gifts or the kinds of gifts you receive on certain occasions? I don't think I do. It's funny because with the whole first half, I feel like I talked about how rigid my expectations are for myself in giving to other people, but I don't actually, I don't have, um, expectations that are tied up in like what I hope to get for certain things. I, I do like a surprise gift now and then I would say like, especially if it's just something thoughtful that shows somebody knows me. I mean, the gift we talked about that you gave me is an example of just like, something I would never buy myself just came out of the blue, super thoughtful. I'm not big on like huge lavish kind of like almost embarrassing shows of affection. Um, do you remember like in high school when people would on their like girlfriend's birthday and they would get them like a huge thing of balloons to walk around the hall with? Like that is not my, like, I don't need the public to know I was showered with affection. So I guess I'm more of like a, but a subtle surprise gift. Yeah. When Brian and I were first dating, he would, he worked downtown, like on Michigan Avenue in Chicago, and he had no, um, so funny, he's a financial planner now, but he literally had a whole bunch of credit card debt and no idea, like no sense for how to spend money. So that made him spend money very willingly. <laughs> so he would yeah. like go by a store window and just 
come home with something for me. And it was very cute and very romantic. And that kind of thing I love. Like I, you know, saw this and thought of you. I love that. So let me ask you this. You said the balloon thing, like the big show of like the just big display. Yeah. Um, wouldn't have been your style. However, if there were a gifting opportunity, like I'm thinking of carnations, you pay a dollar and you give a carnation to like your, you know, whoever you are, your friends. If right. you didn't, if you weren't, if you were like left out on something like that, would that have hurt your feelings? <sighs> like if everybody else was participating in this thing and you weren't given a candy cane on Christmas or a yeah, carnation yeah, or whatever. I would probably have wanted that. But that's not really about gift giving so much. It is like a social yeah, it's like strata thing. Yeah, it, yeah, and like a, yeah, fitting in kind of thing. Almost. Yeah, yeah, right. So to you, it wasn't really about the gift itself. It was about the the knowing that you weren't the only person I who did so. get one. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. I I think what I can tend to do is I don't. Well, it comes right back to love languages. I can separate a gift or lack of gift from the feeling of the person giving or not giving. Like to me, those two things aren't necessarily tied together. And in fact. I really appreciate when somebody else can separate those two things because you know that like what I am able to deliver on your birthday this year is not a measure of how much I love you. And that's how that's yeah. how I receive gifts. Like I never think, oh my gosh, I got so much, therefore I am so loved. But again, that comes right. that's the love language thing. Like to me, it's not a it's it's very nice and so appreciative, but it's not a measurement of love. Right. Yeah, gotcha. Um, okay. So are you, and this question also maybe has already been answered because it doesn't sound like either one of us are people who, well, I didn't answer the question. No, I was going to say. Myself. Okay. Yeah. So do I like to get surprise gifts? I love getting surprise gifts. Um, I don't know how I would feel if someone gave me something super, super lavish that I wasn't expecting. Like, I don't know if I'd be embarrassed by that. I think maybe even though I, I am not a shy person, I do feel awkward sometimes when I'm singled out in a way like, don't ever send a bunch of people over to my table to sing it to me on my birthday. Yeah, like, yeah, that's, like I agree. that kind of thing, like, where I have no say in the matter and I'm sort of publicly playing out yeah. someone else's desire is weird to me. And I, yeah. it's not something that I love. Um, so I think that that would bother me. And I don't feel strongly about getting, cert getting certain kind of gifts on certain occasions, except I guess I would say the ones that I have come so much to rely on that it's become tradition. So yeah. like, if I didn't, if <laughs> totally. I didn't have a... Well, if I didn't have a stocking on Christmas yeah. morning, I would be bummed about that. Yeah. So John and I still do stockings for each other oh, because that's... I would be bummed out to not do one for him. And I think he'd be bummed out to not do one for me. That's and really I think sweet. We'd both be bummed out not to get one. It's like, cause it was such a part, like it was a big deal. For yeah. A long time, I, I would know? agree with that. We, um, we have these family friends of Brian's that send a really nice poinsettia every year, early in December, not on Christmas. And I have come to rely on it because it's such a pretty decoration in your house. It's always yes. like a really big one. Yeah. And these yeah. aren't even, they're like, Brian. it's like Brian's like honorary uncle type friend. And they send them to everyone. And I remember feeling like such a grown up when we made the poinsettia list because it's, he's, a, you know, an attorney, a judge, and he sends them to all of his clients. And I'm like, oh my gosh, we're on the poinsettia list. But that, like, if that didn't show up, I would be super bummed. So when you're saying like something that you have come to expect as routine or habit, but again, yeah. that's a little different than gift gift. Like, yeah. you know, yeah, that's so funny. Um, okay, so I'm going to skip the next question because I think we kind of answered it, but I'm moving on to this question for you. Is there anyone in your life just like that you see a lot or is a part of your life who's a fantastic gift giver? Like, do you have any examples? Yeah, so the one that um, comes to mind is my brother. And in my family, he's known for this. And the funny thing about this is my brother is the last person who would be on top of like 
buying gifts on time. He's not particularly mm. like organized. He's not like going to make his list and do all of his research. He uh, for Christmas, he will go out on Christmas Eve every year. But the <laughs> funny thing is he like intuitively buys the best gifts. So he doesn't really have to plan or wrap like he's so bad at wrapping. He'll give things in just the like the bag they came from. But he finds the most thoughtful things. And I think a couple reasons why he doesn't overthink it and he yeah. doesn't concern himself with what's on everybody's list. What have they asked for? He literally just goes out into the world and waits for like this. So the gifts are sometimes really random. They're never what you thought you wanted, but they're really, really thoughtful. And it's that's probably like the opposite. He doesn't, yeah. Yeah. It's probably because he doesn't put a lot of pressure on himself. Exactly. It's the like opposite magic can happen. Yeah. Right. When you, when you like let yourself, yeah. when you let it go a little bit and yeah. just do what feels right. Um, that's really interesting. So, okay. Anybody yeah, else? You? Uh, so, mm, I'm going to just leave it at that. No one else is jumping. To no mind. one else is jumping out. Yeah. Well, my brother was one that I mentioned before. We don't give each other gifts very often, but when we do, they're great. My sister is really good at giving regular little, like she's really good at, at thinking about me when she's in a store and buying me a journal. So it's that's not nice. like this, yeah. wow, big, like, but it's like little thoughtful things. Mm -hmm. And I think that's another kind of way of being a fantastic totally. gift giver. Um, my ex-husband. So here's this kind of a funny story. When John and I were probably had married, I don't know, five years, we were at my aunt Paula's house and she asked, maybe not even that long. It might've been early. It might've been like three years in. And she's asked him what he had given me for Christmas. And I think I was sitting there and I was like rattling off like, well, I think I got like a yoga mat and this like cool vacuum. I think that was when Swiffer had just come out. Mm -hmm. No, it wasn't even a vacuum. It was like Swiffer had just come out with the spray bottle so like mop the wet jet yeah the wet jet <laughs> I was like I got a wet jet I'm like naming and my aunt just goes no 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 and she looks at John and she was like do better and, oh my and the God. funny thing was I thought those were great gifts like I totally just didn't have my parents weren't married most of the time I was growing up I had no context for what a romantic gift from a husband to a wife right. might look like and I think John's parents are pretty practical people. Yeah. So it just, I mean, it just literally didn't occur to me that there was anything like not honeymoonish about yeah. those gifts. And he was like, oh, and, and the funny thing was John always like really likes giving gifts. So I know he had a lot of fun and he would just go buy stuff he thought I would like and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, she was like, let's talk. So I think like later when I was out of the room, she must have like nailed into him some kind of gift giving strategy or something. And after that, I will say his gift game was super elevated and it was something I always felt like he took very seriously. So I got great gifts always. Um, and I always felt, and I still get great gifts. We still give each other gifts at Christmas and they're still really good. And I, I feel like I have people in my circle of friends who really, I do think getting gifts is really important to them. Yeah. And I want to dig into this a little more because of course um, there's a lot of them listening right yeah. now who, for whom getting gifts or getting the right gift or getting yeah. a thoughtful gift is super important. And I always kind of felt bad because I would be like, well, I get these great gifts. I mean, I don't really care. A Swiffer yeah, would be yeah. cool too. Yeah. Um, it'd be like a surprise, like, you know, a really nice pair of earrings just as a surprise or something. And like other people are like, yeah, my husband wrapped up um, drugstore shampoo and put it under the, <laughs> under the Christmas tree. And like, I, I want to unpack that really quick because I think it's totally okay to be disappointed sometimes yes. by what you get. And I think it's okay to have a conversation about that. Yeah. Like there's something about the fact that gifts are material things that I think makes us not feel like we're allowed to have an opinion mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. that it's somehow, I don't know, frivolous mm -hmm. to want someone to express love that way. Mm 
Um, I, I guess I can't speak to it personally because it's not something super important to me. But I also do know, even though giving a gift, getting a gift isn't really something that I value that much. I know how much different it feels to be given a really nice, thoughtful yeah. gift than to be given like a rote thing that, you know, yeah. was just given to you out of obligation. And so if I took that and like multiplied that times a hundred, yeah. like if I needed that feeling, I could see how that would become really important. Well, and I think it's really, I mean, first of all, I think it's really good that you acknowledge this because you and I are, are both coming from a place where we've acknowledged that gifts are low on our list of love languages. If gifts are high, I don't think it's any different than any other love language or any other way that you feel most appreciated. Like, for example, acts of service is my number one love language. Like, I feel loved when people notice what would help me or needs to be done or could or could do that would make my life better. That is one of the ways I feel loved. And I am not embarrassed to communicate that to my partner. Like, yeah. when you do this, I feel so seen and loved and appreciated. Thank you so much. So I don't think... I don't think feel somehow like to articulate your expectations or your feelings around gifts feels sort of like dirty or something. Yeah. But I don't think it, sh I don't think it has to be like if you are miss, are you, if you're matched in a partnership where it's, I mean, that's the whole point of love languages, right? So right. we can see what the other person, um, values or like needs, needs. like what they need yeah. to, fe to, to feel what you're expressing. And I don't think anybody the out there would be like, I need presents every day wrapped up <laughs> Tiffany boxes. But like, right. if it is a gap in your partnership, I think it's, it's no different than addressing any other expectations gap, I guess is yeah. my point. I so. agree. And I, I think one thing that's kind of funny is I remember having this conversation with a good friend of mine who like year after year after year was well, an occasion after occasion after occasion was disappointed by the gift she was getting. And we'd have these conversations and she would say, like, I just feel like if I tell him what to get me, then that's taken all the fun out of it. Like, like, shouldn't he just know? Mm -hmm. And then like three years later, she finally goes, you know what? He's he doesn't know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, He's not going to just know this isn't something it, it doesn't come naturally to him. Yeah. He's and she's talking about her husband. It's it's not something that's just that is going to just happen organically right. unless I make it super clear what I need. And so she started literally telling him, I need you to go out and buy me something nice. Like, like I need you to make an effort this birthday and mm -hmm. it needs to be like, you can talk to a friend or I can give you a list. Like, even though that takes some of the surprise and to me, what would be important would be like the spontaneity of yeah. it. And the surprise. Her, yeah. The more important part was that he just did the thing. Yeah. And, and it helped a lot. Yeah. And he did. <laughs> and because she acknowledged that that was what she needed. So it was like the surprise wasn't what she needed. Right. The, the think of it on your think of it on your own was not what she needed. Like she yeah. didn't need it to be original to his right. idea. She needed it. So I, I totally get that. And in that way, a gift does become kind of like an act of service. Yes. Only one that's material instead yeah. of something someone does for you. But this, it's the same thing. Like if you needed something done for you and yeah. you had to feed the idea to somebody, you'd still rather they took the time to do it than not. Yeah. Even if it, yeah. Well, it's, it's the whole, like, you know, from that movie, the breakup, when she says, I want you to want to do the dishes. And he's like, why would I want to do the dishes? Like, right. You know, like, <laughs> I want you to want to do the dishes. I yeah. want, there's a million things that I want my partner to care about or do in the way that I see them, but that's not how people work. Like that's not how people right. live together. So I need to articulate when it is something super important to me. This whole podcast just turned into a, like a marriage podcast. It sure did. <laughs> um, and that was totally not our, like, I don't know, not our intent. Um, but, and I guess we just have room for like one more question and that's, can you think of any super memorable gifts that you've received? 
Yeah, I have one in mind. I feel like all of my specific things are more recent, which probably tells you to just have a bad memory for gifts. Yeah. But um, I... Yeah, no, I have a terrible memory for I it. should take this <laughs> opportunity to say that my husband is a really good gift giver also. Really, really good um, and very thoughtful. And I mean, he like checks all the boxes. He gives on the right holidays, like in the right amounts. Very, very thoughtful. So my birthday in February... Um, wasn't a milestone. It wasn't a big birthday. And I, I always tell them like, I don't need a lot of stuff. Like, let's just yeah. go out to dinner. And like, I'm not, I don't have anything on my wish list. It's also like six weeks after Christmas. So it's like, guys, come on, like, we're good. I don't need yeah. anything. So we had been down in Laguna, like where you and I walked through like downtown Laguna beach and went into an antique store. And, um, I had seen a couple different vintage typewriters one was like lower price, but didn't work. One was a little more expensive and it was still a working typewriter. And I just kind of lingered by them a little bit. I like, I did like flip over the price tag and like, I always think I want to be someone who does a little bit more of that kind of antiquing, but, and I don't know how to decorate with it in my house, blah, blah, right. blah. So I opened up a 1930s vintage portable typewriter on my birthday this year. Oh my goodness. And it was so thoughtful and it's so pretty. I'll have to post a picture on Instagram or I in the show notes. I love typewriters, but it's it, like vintage typewriters. Yeah. And it, it, I think the reason it felt so special is I do not need a vintage typewriter. It is like right. the opposite of something. So it felt both like I was known because I, I had noticed it and liked it, but also it's like not a functional gift. Like I do not need it. But that made it that much more special. So that was like a really like hit it out of the park one. And I was, I I was totally surprised because yeah, it hadn't been something like I hadn't even, we were in the store together, but I hadn't even said, oh, I would like this. Or like, I I had just kind of looked at it, flipped over the price tag and kind of made eyes on it. And that's all. Like I didn't drop any hints or anything. So I was totally surprised. I love that. Well, I, I mean, I, it's hard for me to think of like one that's recent because I don't have like a person, like a gift giving person in my, in my life right like that right now. You yeah. know what I mean? Um, but I will, I will say all of my kids every year come home with like some piece of art that they made and it's given as a, I want to say a mother's day gift. I yeah. feel like I always get one in the spring. Yeah. And that's yeah. mother's day is also kind of end of the school year too. Right. So they're, they're like, with, this is a great way this to unload is the grand this. finale. <laughs> Like we're going to, your kid's going to bring home a mother's day gift every week or every day of the week. And it's all going to be stuff we're clearing out of the classroom. Um, but my kids have, so over these years, I've amassed this collection of clay things that they've made. I don't know if kids, their art, um, budgets are getting better in school or if the instruction is getting better. It's why the teachers tell me this. The teachers can get all their ideas on Pinterest now. They don't have to like come up with everything on their own. And that's not to say, I mean, there's teachers are incredibly like inventive on their own, but there's just this wealth of shared ideas. I do think I've asked a couple of teachers like, and it's, I do think that's a big source of art inspiration. That that makes sense. I just look back to like the crap I made in elementary school. It was terrible. Like my pinch pots were terrible. My little animals, like the animals they made were awful. Like nothing I would have expected my mom to hang on to. But every time my kids bring home a piece of art as like a gift, like something that they took the time to wrap up and give me, I love it. And like it ends up, I have too much of it. Like I have, and it's not, not everything they bring home is equally good. That there are things that end up in the pile, right? But the stuff that they specifically gift to me, I have little clay like figures and faces all over because they're all so cool. And they're just different and unique and fun and, so I have a whole bunch of those. And like I and what I like about those two is they trickle in a little bit yeah. every single year. So I always kind of have I'm swapping them in and out. And 
I have a little teapot William made me. He really thought I was going to make tea in it, which I think is really, really cute. that is so cute. I just have one on my windowsill right now. It's a little coil pot that's supposed to look like a snake. And even though I don't love snakes, you can't really tell. Um, But I agree. Those are some of the most. And that reminded me of something else that hopefully most moms out there get this at least once. And that is when the teacher uh, has your kid fill out the thing that says, like, my mom's name is Megan. She is blank years old. Her favorite food is. And it's it really peaks like ages four, five, six. (laughs) Like, And sometimes it's a little embarrassing. Well, yeah, it's totally embarrassing. They're totally wrong. She stares at the computer all day. Uh My mom's job (laughs) is. And yeah. yeah, it's totally wrong and adorable. And those little, I think they're pretty popular now. And yeah. even Reed's last year, he was in second grade last year and they still did them. And he, even though he's a numbers guy, he got my age wrong by a whole decade. So it came home saying my mom is 28 years old <laughs> and she's really good at, it was, she is really good at fill in the blank. And he wrote calming me down. She Aww. meditates with me. It was like when he was going through his, anyway, it was like, so anyway, hopefully, and if you have like toddlers and you haven't gotten into this stage yet, it's like my favorite Mother's Day thing to look forward to. The cutest. I love it. Yeah. Those are so fun. <sighs> I guess well, we've, we've covered finished, a lot of ground. We finished on Mother's Day. We started with Mother's Day, finished with Mother's yeah, Day. Yeah, we did. Yeah. Yep. I'm not expecting any gifts, I don't think, for Mother's Day this year. Like, I, I don't, I mean, except for the, maybe the little things that come home from school. But I don't, yeah. it's not like really a gift giving holiday. Someone will us. give me something, but I probably like, I'm sure like one of the kids will bring something home from school yeah. and I'll wait until Sunday to open it. But that's it. I don't yeah. anticipate getting a lot of stuff. But yeah, I'll maybe do what I want cards. that day. Yes, that is, that's where you cash in. Is yep. do, do what you want. What you if you want. want to lie around in bed and read magazines, do that. If you want to go out without your kids, do that. Yep. Don't let anyone make you feel bad. Yeah, so. I think we should just come right out and say that if you, if it is Mother's Day and you would like to spend it without the people who call you mother, you are not alone. And you are not alone. That is a very solidarity. valid solidarity. Hopefully you're on a solo walk or in bed listening to this podcast yeah. right now. All right, guys, this was fun. We'll be back on Tuesday and happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. The Mom Hour is brought to you by partners like Chatbooks. Chatbooks makes it beyond easy to create beautiful photo books by importing your digital photos from anywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Google Photos, or directly from your phone. The books come in a variety of sizes with beautiful cover options and binding styles to choose from, and they start at just $15. Plus, we have a great deal just for our listeners. Use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20% off your purchase. Just download the Chatbooks app and use code THEMOMHOUR20 to save 20%. Sarah, I have been having just the best time making my new podcast, The Teas Made. I launched back in November, and so far I've covered topics like staying warm on cold winter walks, nurturing creativity, how to be a great host, and even Nordic secrets to loving winter. Well, you know I am fan number one of The Teas Made. It's got such a cozy vibe, and it seems like you've really hit your stride in covering topics like wellness, self-care, comforting rituals and routines, and home and family life. Just look for The Teas Made with Megan Francis wherever you get your podcasts or head to theteasmade.com to find all the episodes.